Some more voices of police now as we explore how law enforcement has changed in the era of community policing. Social scientists point to the embrace of crime-fighting strategies like broken windows as being responsible for a vast reduction in crime since the early 90s. But an excessive focus on certain groups in targeting small offenses has also led to the deaths of unarmed African-American men like Michael Brown and Eric Garner. What is the view of all this behind the badge? John Augustine was a city cop in Phoenix in the 1990s, and he sees community policing and the fall in crime going hand in hand. There's no question that there were some parallels between the two. Keeping in mind, there was a pretty big startup time because the whole concept came out much earlier. It came out in the 80s. But there was a lot of catch up and education that went on before it was implemented to the level that it it has been. How did that work in uh, your actual day to day um, operations on the street? It varied greatly, and it varied greatly because it depended on what shift you were working for one thing, in that the midnight shift generally did not see the community as the community was represented. They saw it as the people who were out on the street in the middle of the night, and frankly, most of them were not up to good behavior. The day shift was a totally different function in that you saw the community, the schools were open, the stores were open. People were out and about, and so you had a lot more opportunity to be more involved with the community than you were with the other shifts. And when you look at some of these big uh, cases like Ferguson, like uh, the uh, uh, Eric Garner case in New York City, what echoes do you see from your own experience in terms of the limitations of community policing? Frankly, when I see those, those are significant aberrations. And my first thought in that, and as well as the shooting of the uh, child with the toy gun in, in Cleveland, is there, by the, but for the grace of God, go I. Because why, why do you say that? We've all encountered that. I almost shot someone with a, with a toy gun, a, a, you know, a teenager with a toy gun. I've been in situations with people much larger than me, and, and when it got physically combative, quite frankly, I applied the carotid restraint hold, which is the real name of the, the chokehold uh, numerous times. They just never went wrong. So you're really describing uh, emotionally there how cops roll the dice every day. Absolutely. That's, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, that's why I said it's just, I'm just pleased that I was able to retire without having encountered any major situation like that. And I've never been forced to take a life. What's the responsibility of residents of a community to build trust with police officers, in your view? I think the number one thing is communications. I have this problem with my neighbors because they don't report things that will help the officers. And they think that they're doing them a favor by not reporting it, that they're not burdening them with with information that they think might be trivial. But I constantly tell them, no, you should have called. You should have called. Because sometimes the most minor things resolve to uh, situations that uh, solve major things, major problems in a, in a neighborhood. What may look like it's it's nothing to, to the community may be really important to the officers who are trying to gather information. John Augustine, before we go, uh, if you look back at uh, the impact of uh, George Kelling and his theories of uh, broken windows policing and carry it forward with the crime rate reduction that we've seen, do you think it's been a success or a failure? And if there was one thing that you believe should be done to carry it forward in a positive way, what would that be based on your experience? I think that it's been a success. It's been very positive, but it's 
the limitation that's been placed on it has been by the lack of ability to, to generate a bigger communication flow between both government organizations and the residents who don't realize that they're an important part of, of the whole aspect. What George Kelling did was legitimatize what most police officers saw on a daily basis. Certain things lead to bigger problems. John Augustine, thanks so much. You're welcome, John. Have a good day. You too. John Augustine is a retired lieutenant for the Phoenix Police Department. He retired back in 1994. Support for The Takeaway comes from the Henry Luce Foundation. For increased understanding of East and Southeast Asia and the Rockefeller Foundation, whose transportation initiative is promoting equitable and sustainable developments in communities across the country. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.